0: Hey, this is the hardcore legend Mick Foley, and you are listening to Fight Boys. Welcome to Fight Boys, ladies and gentlemen, the weekly podcast about professional and not so professional wrestling. I am one of your hosts. I am the Shillmaster 5000, Scotty Moore!
1: That's actually a really good one. Can we? Get yeah. that, that needs to be your shirt. You need to wear that. You need to wear that to Dragon Con. It's there shil- we go. We <laughs>
0: it's got the fucking Shockmaster helmet on it, but it's a Shillmaster, and it's got
1: the logos for all the podcasts on it. Yeah. Can you can you make a like like a Shockmaster helmet, but out of the logos? I need you to fuck around with that for a couple of days. <laughs> all right. I'm the Dylan. I'm here to give him shit because Blake knows him knows him for too long. And isn't here this week, so I, I gotta give him double shit because yeah. there's no filter. It's great. Well that was my
0: favorite was the fact that Blake unfortunately cannot join us this week because his family is in the process of moving, and apparently his room is filled with asbestos, so we hope he'll be back next week. Um, but I love <laughs> Hopefully f- not from the intensive care unit. <laughs> yeah, it's Blake Tanner's final play on the podcast. He's just like, I revoke the JWF title. I want it to be One in a championship tournament. Here you go. Knowing Blake,
1: Blake, he'd pull a Tibbs move and he'd be like, I want to be buried with it. Fuck all of you. (laughs) Fuck
0: you guys. (laughs) Oh, man. In other news, uh, big thanks to Mick Foley for giving us an intro. We fucking upgraded. No offense (laughs) to Dustin, but we went from Chuck Taylor opening the show last week to the Hardcore
1: Legend opening this week. When's your, when are you going to that ROH
0: show again in Atlanta? The ROH show is like in July, but yes, I'm going to get us quite
1: a series of intros for while. <laughs> I was going to say hold on, I just need you and then I need you and then I need but you get like you get all the guys that don't have a line, like you just pay them out for it. They're mm-hmm. cheaper. I'm just like kingdom, a lot of Levin, a lot of melvins listen to our show. I need you to get them out of there. <laughs> Oh, Matt, Matt Taven, Matt Taven will give you probably like a multi-minute soundbite. Yeah. (laughs) Matt Taven's a
0: good dude. Yeah. Dude, Mick Foley was a good dude. Like, I talked about it on BS because there wasn't a lot wrestling related on it, but like, you've been to meet and greets before, and you know, even for people who don't have a line, you sit there and talk for maybe like one, two minutes, and then you're done. (laughs) Foley was bringing people up for like five minute chats at a time. He was like... All right, everyone, just stand up from your seat, come up here, and then leave. And then, like, he would just sit there and chalk. Like, he was talking to me and my mom about Santa Claus and how he learned to write like Santa. And I was like, what the fuck is my life right now?
1: Yeah, fun fact. Um, Mick Fuller was actually, I think he was was born in Indiana originally, because his uh, his father uh, was getting a Ph.D. up at Indiana University, He's been to uh, to Holiday World, which is the theme park in Santa Claus, Indiana, which is a real place, uh, multiple times. There's a lot of pictures on their, yeah. their Facebook page think, featuring him.
0: Yeah, I think he actually goes as Santa now too, doesn't he? Yeah, every once in a while he yeah. shows up there, dude. Like he's,
1: he's a big Santa. He park.
0: was intense because he was talking about like when he had hip surgery. He was like, I was down for a while, so I just learned how to write like Santa Claus. Check this shit out. Here's a letter I wrote to Jewel's daughter. And I'm like, like the singer Jewel? Yeah, I wrote this to her from Santa. And I'm like, what the fuck, Mick? He's like, I don't know. She wanted it.
1: So yeah, I got bless, to go. Bless, bless Mick Foley and his crazy ass.
0: Yeah. I got to go hang out with Mick, and you got to go to a TNA show, which I thought would have been a bad
1: thing, but apparently it wasn't that bad. No, they've turned the corner. It's, it's miraculous. So, like, I picked. Lisa up from her thing. I had just gotten off work. So if you watch the redemption taping, you can't really see cuz I'm like four people back, but if you look in the from the hard camera side in like the standing crowd on the right side by that ring post, yeah. you'll see a tall person in like in like a flat cap and a gray polo. That's me cuz I had just <laughs> come off of work. So I was just like I'm not even dressed for this shit, but it's a it's an impact taping. Who really yeah. cares? But, like, <laughs> it was amazing. Like, they were standing room only. Like, they weren't even supposed to let us in, but they were like, oh, yeah, you guys go ahead. We were in standby, but I got to come in halfway through the LAX match. Yeah. Um, but, like, it was, oh, it was so great. I came in right when everybody was, everybody, like, all of the fucking impact, like, smarks, like, the, the locals that show up every taping and feel like yeah. they know everything, and who I, I secretly don't despise but i'm just like i, just, I need y'all to calm down
0: yeah they were i remember bo- they were... that like a few of the tapings i went to there were people like that
1: and it was insufferable at points it was they, they were generally good spirited like they all put on bunny ears for whenever Allie came out because like that's in her her logo and all this jazz but they were booing scott steiner and i for one cannot, because they were like, you retire, like, you don't, you, like, you know, you still got it, they're like, you don't got it. I was just like, I was like, Scott Steiner, A, kept flipping them off and egging them on, and then B, proceeded to, like, hit, like, multiple ST, like, reverse STOs, and, like, what, he hit, I don't know if you saw the gif, he hit at Frankensteiner from the top on one of the members of LAX. I want you to know, he flipped the crowd off First and then hit it. And then like then he went for like a this fucking steiner recliner on somebody. Yeah. He had like a lame ass like double double clothes up and I was like, This man is in his mid fifties, he's been through a rough life. Mm-hmm. Why are none of you why are none of you happy with this? And then he won. I was I was ecstatic. I was the only person. I still love the Petey Williams
0: backstage segment where Petey's trying to do Canadian. Oh, yeah.
1: <laughs> when'd, you get, when'd you get laid the most from your wife? When you looked like me. <laughs> Beautiful. Mm-hmm. Beautiful. Top, top tier stuff right there. Uh, Taya Valkyrie wrestled Kira Hogan in what I can only describe as the thickest knockouts match in the history of anything. The yeah. <laughs> like, entire time I was doing that. What happens when one thick woman battles another thick woman mm. in a wrestling match. And I'm just like, this is, these are good times. Cause I don't know if you know, this, like, like Taya's put on, like she's, she's like built like the female equivalent of a brick shit house. Yeah. <laughs> like she's like built, which is so much different from where she was in Lucha underground. But I'm just like, this isn't wrong. This just isn't what I'm used to. Like, mm-hmm. but that, like you can hear people giving out to her, but that was a decent match. She kept making like weird noises and somebody yeah. in the front was like, ah, <laughs> the crowd was barking for it at the fair, and I was like, ah, shit, that's actually kind of hysterical. Yeah. Uh, the, the, uh, so there were two really great matches during this pay-per-view. One was OVE, OVE versus uh, Eddie Edwards, Moose, and Tommy Dreamer. Right. Now, I am on record as hating Eddie Edwards. Uh, because I always felt that Davey Richards was the better part of that tag team. Oh, I like, firmly
0: agree with you on ca- that, dude.
1: Character-wise, wrestler-wise, like, I never felt like Davey got his due, but everybody went with, with Eddie as the white babyface. face. Uh, Eddie, like, so, so okay, here, let me run you through the great spots of this match. Um, at one point, one of the Christ Brothers has Eddie Edwards up on his shoulders. There are two chairs in the middle of the ring, Freaking Sammy Callahan has already hit Eddie Edwards with an exploder into a folded-out chair. Yeah. Already a sick spot. Folds it back down, puts it on top of another one. So, like, Eddie Edwards is up doomsday position on one guy. Fricking Sammy Callahan brings the other guy up in a doomsday parallel to him. That Christ brother jumps off of Sammy's shoulders, cutters Eddie off of his brother's shoulders onto the chairs. And no one freaked out as much as I did, and I was just looking at all of them, going like, "What do you want? What, yeah. do, what, what, what could? What more could they give you than this? What do you that need?" I was like, "That was the greatest thing I've ever seen. I've mm-hmm. been watching wrestling for twenty years of my life." Yeah, It's absurd. It was just, it, uh, it was that was the greatest spot I've ever seen. Like and like the like, Christ Brother, like like as Oink are known for crazy things like one of them hit like a wall run cutter in like a smaller venue yeah. where he did like the like the the undertaker like uh old school like handhold but he like wall ran and then like hit it but like oh my god they was did a that pwg stack. no it was in some weird like small venue okay. in ohio because i
0: remember they did basically an rko spot at pwg where like it's the young bucks I can't remember who all's in the match, but, like, Nick hits an RKO on somebody, then someone comes in and hits Nick with an RKO, and then they keep doing it back and forth, and my favorite is the commentary team is just having to come up with different names for it the whole time. They're like, Ace Crusher! Diamond Cutter! We can't use that one term, but look at that! (laughs) And then finally, uh, it ends with a spot like that where somebody—I think it's Nick is on someone's shoulders— the guy mm. runs up the ropes and then hits a giant, uh, cutter off of
1: the guy's shoulders down onto the ground. Yeah. It was, it was something like that. And then to counter that is another great spot, uh, they had gotten tacks down and then, um, Moose, uh, got him in the powerbomb position cause they were trying to superflex onto it. And mm. then Eddie Edwards hit a, hit a like, like top rope leg drop, like powerbomb combination onto one of them onto the tacks. That Jesus. was the second, that was the second holy shit moment. <laughs> like, the rest of the match was also great. And then, okay, but, so
0: that was the first
1: good match. No, so no, no. That... It keeps going from there. You oh, understand. shit! understand. There were only, there were, there were only two matches that I really, so, like, the match ends, Eddie, or, uh, Sammy wins, low blow roll up to, uh, to Tommy Dreamer, because that's how that match should end, uh, for yeah. heels. He gets crucifix tied to the ropes, gets the shit beat out of him with a kendo stick. Christ brother gets knocked the fuck out. Other Christ brother gets knocked the fuck out. The kendo stick is completely destroyed. And his wife comes in, like, tries to save him. He turns around, smacks her with it. It's supposed to be like, oh, no, he hit her. He decked the fuck. Out of her, <laughs> like I don't have the re—I don't have the replay, but from memory, I'm pretty sure he was supposed to hit her in like the shoulder, or, like the what? No, straight up across the dome, yeah. <laughs> like, like, like K-Flave in reality blurred for a moment because I was like, oh, he might have actually knocked her out. But uh, no, the best part about it was the ring crew. Come, you know how the ring crew comes out after matches, cleans up the ropes and everything. Yeah, yeah. Nobody got Sammy off of the ropes where he was taped up. <laughs> So they were cleaning around him. One wrist was still tied to the goddamn ropes while they cleaned around him. I was like, "This is the most disrespectful shit I've ever seen." You had three paramedics helping checking on Eddie Edwards' wife. Sammy's literally bleeding all over the place. You guys can't yeah. cut him down.
0: I'd love uh, the idea that they kept him up there for the main event. Like, yeah, like no. fucking, fucking pentagons like springboarding off of his
1: body. Yeah, but no, the main event was the other. Just oh, phenomenal phenomenal match well done well paced like it didn't have the oh my god factor but it was just so like so so good because the the match they had at uh for nola weekend that was really good but this was uh this was just so good and you could clearly tell that pentagon and phoenix had been having that match because this is like what like the fourth or fifth time i've seen it just off like twitter and everything where they they against each other. Like, this yeah. happens a lot. You can tell. Like, they're just all up up about it, like, doing so many moves. And then Penta won, and you're just like, oh, my God. They actually, like, went with him. Like, Alberto getting fired was the best thing that ever happened to Impact. Uh, uh, also, fun fact, the main takeaway that I have from this, that pay-per-view... Was mm-hmm. that the ropes they have are the shittiest ropes ever? Because there were four separate rope botches during the pay-per-view. Oh, that me. was the only That was the only botch. Nobody botched anything else. Any botch that happened was mm-hmm. off of the ropes. Brian Cage slipped doing a moonsault off the second rope, got back up, hit it immediately. Bless him. Uh, Phoenix dropped down twice while trying to do his flippy bullshit. Mm-hmm. Like, that was the whole thing. I was just like, I feel like after the third time it happens, you can't really blame the performers anymore. It's just clearly the ropes. Yeah. So, uh, I hear you
0: talking about how pumped you were for Pentagon winning the title and them trying, finally deciding to go with him, uh-huh. which means uh, I don't think you've read what's happened at the Impact tapings
1: this week. Yeah, I, I, I well, A, I couldn't find it, and B, I purposely didn't, because I figured they were either going to fuck it up immediately or...
0: Oh, Im- I mean, not immediately for TV, so spoilers, but immediately in taping world. Uh, well, did,
1: did Alberto come back and win the title? Because then I'm just going to put this headset down and walk away.
0: No, better. Austin got his rematch for the title. They lose by, du- like, it's a tie by double countout. Austin grabs the mic and is like, that's bullshit. I refuse to have this in by double countout. Match goes on again. Second double countout. Now Penta grabs the mic and just starts ranting in Spanish, probably assumingly being like, "I am also upset it ended this way." Third begins. Austin wins the belt back from Penta.
1: That sounds like it was potentially actually a really good match, and I'd have to see that before I I call it bullshit.
0: But yeah, I'm following. uh, I'm following all of the like spoilers from the dude, the only dude who ever gives TNA spoilers on Twitter. And one of my personal favorite spoilers he's given out... Firstly, uh, Steiner and uh, Eli are no longer tag champs. Z and no, E. Did they, uh, they, they
1: lose it back to l a No, LAX. they lost
0: it to Z and E. It's apparently Andrew Everett and DJ Z, which I didn't know was a team. I didn't either. Yeah, uh, but my favorite spoiler he's given is scoop number three. Desmond Xavier won the Impact Mini Golf Championship this morning.
1: He did. Wait, right. Yeah. Eli, Eli Eli Drake was two-time champion of that event. And, oh, really? Uh, you. Yeah. Does it take place at the uh, little mini-golf course outside
0: of Universal?
1: It does. Fuck It does yeah. take place at CityWalk.
0: When I read about
1: that, I'm like, wow, did they go? <laughs> they go to that Yeah, place? they do. They really do. Wait, is Matt Seinel still champion? Because his whole, like, open your third eye, like, I am... I am the walrus gimmick is one of the better things going on in impact. What's some what, of his best character work.
0: What championship did he have?
1: He's, he's a uh, X division.
0: Oh, X division. Uh, I've not seen anything about it. Uh, for some reason cool. I thought he was grand champion and I'm like, no, Ares got that belt too.
1: Somehow. Um, yeah. Oh, well, no, he, he, so like, the thing is he won it and then he abandoned it to josh matthews because josh matthews came out and said he was like like uh freaking matt seidel's like mentor or like whatever and he's the one that presents him with the mask he now wears to the ring oh um, yeah and like that was the trade and like then they stripped josh matthews of it and then freaking I, I forget how austin aries won it but he has it now and uh don Callis even come out and be like that title's a joke we're just mm-hmm. we just kind of treated it as that um so that that title's not really doing anything but yeah no he's been really good that was he had a good match against Petey williams Um uh, yeah. you were just like will they have Petey williams win it maybe but you know seeing somebody do the canadian destroyer um is really fun i hate
0: the people who do not like the canadian destroyer the people are just like, no, it's not realistic. It's a dumb move. Why would you ever do something like that? I'm like, because it confuses it's people. it's awesome. It's awesome, and I genuinely could not tell what happened for the first 50 times I saw the move performed. I just remember staring and being like, uh, what? No, that's not what's happening. Who's getting hurt? Um, in other news. Exactly. Uh, in other news, this is still TNA, but Sue Young? Holy fuck. She is becoming TNA's Undertaker because apparently she has an army of undead brides that are coming oh, out yeah. and beating the. Sh- yeah, they're coming out and beating oh, the people- shit out of Ally and Rosemary, and they shoved Rosemary into a casket for some reason. And then at the next showing, it- yeah. Uh, oh no! no, at, no the showing, at the next Su- showing, Sue Young, Ally came out in the Rosemary makeup. Then Sue Young came out, beat the shit out of her, and then won the Knockouts title from Allie.
1: Oh, uh, that's fair. I mean, people were speculating that Rosemary getting put in the casting. They like, ooh, that might be her finally going to NXT. Oh, dude, I'd love that. I really would. Um. So, see, the thing is, the Knockout Division is so. Well, granted, they just got Tessa Blanchard, which was a good move. Yeah. Um. Because she showed up to do commentary, and people were like, oh, look who it is. And I was like, I can't tell who it is from this distance. I can't. I'm also – I'm really sad that I wasn't near where, like, Don Callis and Josh Matthews were doing commentary just so I could, like, have that in the background as I watched the show. Mm -hmm. Because Don Callis is my MVP commentator for any event I watch.
0: Oh, after uh, NXT or WWE released the footage of – Oh god, I can't remember. I don't know why I can't remember his name right now. Morrow. Morrow at NXT TakeOver, where he is, like, mm-hmm. jumping out of his seat and just screaming at people. That's when he yeah. became my MVP. <laughs> yeah. Oh, speaking of, I finally sat down and watched Gargano Ciampa. And I watched mm-hmm. it at, like, midnight. Because, like, after I got home from McFoley, I went over to my girlfriend's house and I was like, I need to show you the person we saw tonight. And what he went through. And so I showed her the Hell in a Cell match. And then afterwards I was like, ah, let's see, watch Gargano, Gargano Champa. And I had this beautiful moment where I looked over and expected her to be asleep. And no, she is staring at the screen as I am of just like, fuck yes, this match is amazing. Like so many spots in it were so really well done that I was like, yeah, fuck it. With this one match, you've beaten all of our OH
1: Supercard. Right, it's it was such a good card. Like that was why whenever I watched, it, I was like, okay, so NXT's card up here at the top. Yeah. Like just because a it was only five matches and two of those were five star matches. They started and ended the program with five star matches. Yeah, yeah. I was like ROH is next because they had some good matches in there, but theirs card was too long. And then WWE is down here because not only was the back like they started strong. But then the back half was horrible, Mm -hmm. uh, but they also like built an Undertaker match that didn't happen. So they also like dick kicked you in the middle of it. Like Oh and then Shinsuke no such thing. Shinsuke really gave you that dick kick. Oh fun fact, Yano Toru has come out with a seal of given his seal of approval to Nakamura's tactics regarding AJ Styles. (laughs) Oh he's like, oh ah, yes, the master of the nutshot is just, like, I approve of what Shinsuke Nakamura <laughs> is doing. I give, it's like, ah, oh, beautiful. Heard his new
0: theme... Have you heard his new theme song? No. In the ultimate, he like, they're apparently like, well, since he's a heel now, he can't have the really badass theme song. Except it is. It's just, like, a heavy metal version with, like, a Japanese dude kind of grooving over it like he's like rats guess mapping over it and it's what, really dope su- but also i'm like fucking am i, I you-
1: supposed to boo shinsuke nakamura because that's not gonna happen
0: yeah oh dude <laughs> did you watch raw this week
1: though no I mean, no i haven't had have a chance to watch anything i've been i've been working quite a bit oh, the last the
0: video of days. the fake roman fans might. Be- i don't know if they're fake or not Nothing's come out about them being possible plants, but they definitely cut to the same, like, ten people in the crowd every five seconds as they were like, (laughs) Roman! Roman! And you know when you can hear a crowd being behind a chant, or when you can hear just a specific patch? (laughs) This was just that specific patch of people chanting for Roman.
1: And I was sometimes, like, sometimes it's just a few. It was the fact where I read that Paul Heyman just started laughing about it. That's how I know their plants, because Paul Heyman wouldn't laugh at actual fans. Yeah, yeah. Because he hasn't in the past. He didn't for like any of Brock's other opponents. Mm-hmm. He would like embrace or like work with it. But I like that makes me think I was like, oh, this was just something to like get a rile out of him.
0: Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I was hoping he'd bring it up. He's just like these plants that they put out here. Oh man,
1: that would be that would be beautiful.
0: That'd be beautiful. And a perfect. Be Paul Heyman, Heyman too. Um, awesome. can we talk about
1: can we can we talk about how uh, how all of a sudden Dolph Ziggler has become like a hallmark of Raw because him and Drew McIntyre is like a double teamwork and B promos are what is saving like a pretty lackluster program at the moment.
0: Yeah, they were. I mean, they're pretty damn good, dude. Like.
1: The the super kick into reverse Alabama slam has to be one of my favorite double team moves.
0: Oh, yeah, that was... I really enjoyed that. I also... I really liked the Sammy and Kevin show.
1: Yeah, that is also...
0: Just because, like, they've had so many shows, like, interview shows where they're standing up awkwardly that, for some reason, (laughs) I really liked the podcast feel of the Sammy and Kevin show.
1: Here, Kurt Angle, sit in this lawn chair.
0: That was Fuck you. Oh, man. Uh... So I watched Smackdown, like a bit of Smackdown tonight, and um, <clears throat> apparently the, they're very quickly showing that the Bludgeon Brothers are just men and not giant evil hammer dudes because yeah. Naomi came out during... Naomi straight up pulled a Maria Kanellis during the Kingdom and Bullet Club feud because Naomi came out and just started, like, dancing and legit just straight up twerking and the Bludgeon Brothers are staring at her, which allowed the Usos to, like, get the win. And I'm sitting here like, no, you don't twerk for the Bludgeon Brothers. That's not what you do.
1: Maybe maybe they're using that as, like, the, okay, now the Bludgeon Brothers... Maybe that's how they bring Nikki Cross into this. Because she's not coming in with sanity, which is weird. She's oh, one yeah. of, like, the, the founding members of that faction. Well, I think- also,
0: Thinking, also, Yeah, okay, go. Yeah.
1: I was gonna say, also the fact that Sandy's got well, actually, no, I'm happy for Eric Young. I'm happy that Eric Young is coming up. I feel like that guy really deserves a main event, a main roster run, mm-hmm. like being the charismatic leader. But I don't know. Yeah, I think what they said about not bringing up
0: Nikki was they were just like, we have taken almost everyone from our women's roster in NXT, we need
1: someone. <laughs> That's what they did last year. I remember there was the one year where – I forget which year it was where, uh, like, Triple H looked at, uh, at Vince and was just like, you have to leave Asuka. Like, she oh, – yeah. like, I, like, I, like you take her, you take the heart and soul, you leave her, I can build around it. And he did, and it was beautiful.
0: Mm-hmm. Oh, man. And you know what else is beautiful, Dylan?
1: I don't know show about 5,000. All tell me? of
0: our shirts over at com. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. com is the website where you can get your official Fight Boys merchandise. And not just for Fight Boys. We got merchandise for the JWF. All your favorite JWF superstars, whether it be the Dylan, whether it be Blake Tanner, the Rat Sension, all your favorites. They got merch just for you over at merch. Got a load of pure BS dot com in the Fight Boys section, and so Dylan, I think it's time to celebrate an anniversary. Because, well, I guess the obvious anniversary, which is that we've actually been doing this fucking show for a year. Oh shit! And I'll, I'll I'll be honest
1: with you, I didn't think we'd make it. <laughs>
0: um. Oh shit! Right This is the Ryback's got specials on his website for Cherry Limeade, an energy drink. Cool. Anyways. I think if anyone wait would, wait
1: think, wait <laughs> wait. Mm-hmm. wait, how do you know? Oh wait, no Twitter. Yeah, okay. I'm on Twitter. Sorry, I thought I thought you were just casually while we were having a conversation going through his website in which case i was gonna have to end this call immediately because this friendship cannot continue if that's the shit you're doing while we converse that's that shows you have no professional respect for me as a co-host
0: all right so i think this week's dust watch needs to be commemorative i think we need to tell chucky that we've been fucking trying to get him to follow us for a year
1: we haven't though we waited like a month
0: well no no the first episode we did it it was just a ma- it didn't become a reoccurring segment until after a very lengthy amount of time
1: uh, that is true i mean happy ha- happy birthday also another anniversary we've been trying to get you to follow us for a year hash hashtag follow us yeah hashtag- by the way, by the way uh, also i want you to know that uh the the tweet you made at the at him last week had to be the most desperate like one red, red is the most desperate one yet
0: oh yeah I didn't
1: listen I didn't listen but I follow Fight Boys through like a, uh, a, a uh, an alt account on Twitter and I was just like wow
0: oh yeah no we brought it up there was a sentence that was literally just like Dylan is the creative force between behind Dustwatch we need him for this cause last week's was literally yeah. like fuck you follow us
1: no 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 it should be like no, happy happy birthday to you big dust hope you're enjoying uh at at whatever whatever the Philadelphia 76ers handle is yeah. in the NBA playoffs uh ps uh we've been tweeting at you for a year to follow us for the love of god just end this <laughs>
0: no hashtag end me <laughs>
1: End no no don't end the watch the hashtag end the watch yeah, and then yeah. dust watch twenty eighteen.
0: Also, like what's is it really his birthday?
1: It was yeah this last weekend.
0: A sexy chucky e. T, happy birthday, bro! Hope We're had al- a happy birthday. Yeah, happy birthday, bro! We're also
1: celebrating. Our no no birthday. you have to add the seventy six. You got to keep it casual you got to add a sentence in between there. We have the, all those characters to work with. Yeah. So it's, hope you're enjoying Hope you're enjoying Phila- Philadelphia's NBA playoff run. Uh, uh, also, fun fact, we've been trying to get you to follow us for a year. Uh, hashtag end this wash.
0: Okay. Hey, at... Or however
1: you want to... However you want to ab- abridge this. I've got I, I, right I now. I don't right now
0: I've actually, got Hey but... at Sexy Chucky T. Happy birthday, bro. Hope you enjoy the Philly NBA playoff run. We're also celebrating our one year anniversary of trying to get you to follow us. Think it's time to wrap this baby up? Hashtag follow us. Hashtag DustWatch twenty eighteen. Hashtag end the watch.
1: There we go. And tweet but- by our by our combined efforts, maybe maybe we can end Swatch.
0: <laughs> I doubt it, brethren. Please. Oh man, so I think this is the last time where it's we're gonna have like predictions back to back, because I think we've got Greatest Royal Rumble this Friday, and I think Backlash is literally the following week.
1: Yeah, yeah, it is. I think son of a so. bitch,
0: but that just means less shit I have to come up with to talk about. But yeah, see. it does. Yeah, let me see. Let me pull Did up
1: you... Just be sure you grab Blake's predictions before Sunday.
0: Yeah, 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 it's fine. We no, we just make up predictions for Blake Ooh. none of which are like none of which are clearly what's going to happen. Like Rusev's going to beat The Undertaker. Um Zack Ryder I feel like, the What what I think
1: i think i think uh i think uh what culture did that a couple years ago where they had cardboard adam Pacitti just predict ridiculous things that couldn't actually happen
0: <laughs> oh dude, we should definitely do that one time uh okay, so the undertaker versus chris Rusev. Jer- uh Rusev, uh uh i mean so we do- yeah. When you're easily, as easily replaced as Rusev was, getting replaced for a week and then replaced back. Fairly sure, it doesn't matter, because you're gonna lose no matter what, Taker.
1: Yeah. Hashtag Bear me softly, brother.
0: Hashtag uh. bury me softly, brother. Uh, yeah, No, it's Undertaker. This one's fucking tough. I mean, it is and it isn't. John Cena versus Triple H. <sighs>
1: John Cena?
0: Yeah, I was thinking to say on such a like on a normal card, I don't know, but on this stacked of a card, it does kind of just feel like a happy get the crowd pumped up match, which is weird to say about Triple H and John Cena.
1: I don't know. Triple H is the person that had um Jinder Mahal, like the Indian, their Indian hero, lose to him in India. Yeah.
0: <laughs> he was like But Look.
1: Jinder but Ginger Mahal isn't John Cena and John Cena is big in Saudi Arabia maybe I don't know. Uh-huh. We'll go with we'll go with uh we'll go with John Cena.
0: But god, the mental game of Triple H knowing that Nikki Bella just left John Cena will be enough perhaps to put him over. Yeah. Um Cedric Alexander versus Kalisto. I guess they figured out tonight on 205 Live that Kalisto was facing him.
1: I thought Buddy Murphy was supposed to get the first number one contender shot. Did that so, already happen? Did I miss that?
0: No, Chiggity, check this shit out. Buddy Murphy went to his weigh-in, and he weighed 207 pounds, and for that, they stripped him of the title shot. I know.
1: Cedric Alexander.
0: (laughs) Yep, I'm I'm firmly with you on Cedric. Uh, Bludgeon Brothers versus The Usos.
1: Bludgeon Brothers.
0: I think this is going to be my Bray Wyatt pick, Usos. Because, like, then you could set up the name. No, 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 the Bludgeon
1: Brothers are my Bray Wyatt pick. They're literally just the tag team version.
0: Oh, okay. Um, well, speaking of Bray Wyatt picks, Bray Wyatt and Matt Hardy versus Cesaro and Sheamus... Um the new the newly added Cesaro and Sheamus to the SmackDown roster who are currently wrestling for the Raw Tag Team Championship. Yes,
1: yeah, so I'm going to go ahead and go with the people that are actually staying on Raw.
0: Yeah. The Bray Wyatt pick. Yeah, I, come I, I would Bray love White if pick. The Bar won it, but then The Bar had to stay on SmackDown. Yeah. <laughs> And like every week, they have to keep fighting uh raw yeah. tag teams just to try their damnedest to hold on to those belts It's like in a... i do i
1: do I do look forward to where they have like the brand reconnection like they did before, and like they're like the first team to like have both the belts, and then they just like connect them in the back and wear them over both shoulders. Oh, yeah, that look pretty baller, like the red on one side, the blue on the mm-hmm. other um Jeff Hardy.
0: Versus yep. Jinder Mahal. Jeff Hardy. Jeff Hardy. J- Jinder Mahal, who is on a different brand from Jeff. Yeah, you know. Uh, Oh, dude, this one may be tough. AJ versus Shinsuke.
1: AJ by disqualification. Shinsuke just hits him in the dick again.
0: Okay. Yeah, I'm just going to say, AJ, I'm not going to try to give anything extra on, any extra stank on this.
1: Uh, no, no. Feeling like feeling like Nakamura going to be like I'm above the title. Let me just show you how much above the title I am by kicking you in the dick.
0: Uh-huh. Uh, Rollins versus Balor versus Joe versus Miz. It's two Raw boys versus two SmackDown boys, and I'm going to immediately discount the SmackDown boys.
1: So really, it comes down to: Do you think Seth Rollins will retain, or do you think they'll give it to Finn Balor?
0: Dude, I don't know, man. I kind of mm-hmm. listen. I'm
1: doubling down. I, I was gonna say I went with Finn in uh, for the for WrestleMania. That didn't pan out, so I'll just go with Finn again. And...
0: Yeah. Oh uh, uh, no, I'm doubling down with you. I'm gonna say Finn as well. Okay. Did was this just a delayed uh, delaying? Finn yes, ever? it's Roman we-
1: Reigns. Okay, just keep going.
0: <laughs> I don't know. I'm gonna say Brian.
1: They they just put him. They put him in... They were waiting to put him in front of a crowd that would boo him. Yeah. Nah, dude. Vince no. McMahon long-term transitional booked WrestleMania the biggest card of the year. So that... That's why the back half of it's so terrible. Yeah. Because he wanted to... Because he... Like, everything was built to make it so that the end wouldn't get the reaction it did Yet He was trying to manipulate the crowd. It never works. He's just a little too out of touch with it. That's why NXT does so much better. Yeah. That's why... That's why it was the Nakamura match, which he, like, sandbagged so that that championship match wouldn't be better than the Universal title match. Mm-hmm. Because it was. You could clearly tell, like, something wasn't quite right. Like, there wasn't enough time. They weren't given enough time despite it being for the WWE championship. Yeah. Then they did the Nia match, which is, like, was like a nothing match. And then they were like, Brock's going to win. It's going to shock everybody. And then Brock fucking walked out and, like, sh- 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 spit in Vince's face and all this shit. So, like, yeah, no. They ruined the end of a what was start off as a superb WrestleMania for this moment. I doubt they're gonna fuck it a second time. Yeah,
0: um, I'm gonna go Brock though. I'm gonna say Brock. All right, go for it. Yeah, I got that. That's a, fine. I got that Brock baby. Um, That's fine. Are we gonna pull normal Royal Rumble rules here, which is we get three?
1: Uh, God, I, I don't know. It's like what is it? Like fifty people? because
0: yeah, it's fifty fucking dudes.
1: Ah, uh, Jesus Christ. Are there fifty people on both rosters combined?
0: I'm almost even with the legends. Uh, but here we can I can tell you who's confirmed. It should be on SmackDown. Oh, also, Rey Mysterio and the Great Kali are also confirmed to be in it.
1: Great. Okay, so I'm gonna go with uh, with uh, my surprise my surprise non person is uh, is Chris Jericho. Uh, I'm gonna go. R- r- wait, which brand is he on now? Who? Uh, My SmackDown person is going to be Rusev. uh, And my Raw person is going to be whoever loses the ladder match between Seth Rollins and Finn Balor. Oh, okay.
0: Um, I'm actually looking right now. I don't know who my...
1: Actually, no, I take that back. My SmackDown pick is not Rusev. It's Samoa Joe.
0: Oh, okay. Um, I mean, at this point, they're probably going to throw in... Most of the competitors from the matches earlier in the night, I'm gonna say my special surprise entrant will be John Cena, because John has not been announced for it yet. I will say my SmackDown. No, he's
1: gonna be in the front. He's gonna be in the front row drinking a oh, 080 can.
0: Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah. I'm gonna say my SmackDown's gonna be uh, d bryan Daniel Bryan. And my Raw...
1: It's really weird that he wasn't announced for a card from that. You might actually have something there.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Braun Strowman. My Raw is Braun Strowman. And in fact, I'm going to change my... uh, I'm going to change my Cena pick. It's not Cena. I'm going to say Roman. So my (laughs) surprise is Roman. My Raw is Braun. And my SmackDown is Debray. Nice. Debray. So yeah, that's what it is. And... We have to... Be, dude, straight up, I don't care. I am going to be at work on Friday with my phone just kind of sat up in the back stock room readying to walk by every few minutes and be like, oh, that shit's already over. Cool.
1: What what time of day is it for? Like, what is the time differential for when it's going to be happening well, in the U.S.? Well, see,
0: luckily, I watched it... I watched Raw this week, and never have I been face-fucked with information quite as hard as they did with information about the greatest Royal Rumble happening in Jeddah, Saudi Arabia. Uh, start time, 12, uh, 12 noon Eastern time this Friday.
1: Don't act like you didn't like being face
0: fucked. No, because it was bad. This was the first time I ever watched Raw with Emily, and the whole time I'm like, I hope she doesn't think that all of Raw is nothing but promos for the greatest Royal Rumble.
1: No, every week they just promote the next greatest Royal Rumble.
0: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> next week they're just like April twenty-six, two thousand nineteen, Greatest
1: Royal Rumble, Jeddah, Saudi Arabia. So, so hey, can we can we talk about something? So, if you're right and Brock does win, can we officially just no longer even review Raw because at that point Brock Lesnar will have held the Universal Title. For over a year, and I then consider Raw a dead brand. Yeah, well,
0: I mean, would would have Roman be much better? Actually, I I, I don't want to keep hating on Roman, but fucking man.
1: I mean, Chris Jericho. We've been talked about it. Like people just boo Roman because it's cool to boo Roman. No, no, we're just we're just tired of the fact that you think we want him, and we just don't. We just don't want him the way he is now, and I was he's just like no. To say, just,
0: I've said it they're, before. They're, I've loved Roman before, like when he had that tag team with Dean Ambrose thing going on for a while. Roman yeah. was awesome then because he was just like this kind of cool bro who hung out with Dean Ambrose, and I was like, "Yeah, that's awesome." But then, they yeah,
1: were whenever, like, whenever, whenever, whenever he and uh, and Dean first like broke the like, shield first broke up, and they were just like, "Yeah, we're brothers." We how many times have we like gone on the road? How many times have we bro- like fucked up hotel rooms? How many times have we been arrested? I- Don't answer that. Yeah, like. Like that—that that was really cool. And then that one Royal Rumble happened where The Rock couldn't even save him, and it's just kind of been downhill from there. Yeah. yeah, yeah.
0: I still love the promo where it was—it was like Dean and uh, Roman against the Wyatt family, and they had like a third member, and it ended up being like Jericho or something. But yeah. they did this backstage promo where they—where an interviewer comes up and is just like, "Yeah, yeah. Uh, do you, could you give us any hint who it is?" And one of my favorite lines Roman has ever given was they start arguing back and forth over who their third man is gonna be. Like, Dean was like... I can't remember who Dean said. It was like Mark Marrow or something. I can't remember who it was. But then Roman's just like, Craig Kali! No, man, we got the Craig Kali! He's got the... uh, And he just does a chop. And I was like, fuck, Roman, you made me laugh. And I will never forgive myself for this.
1: Like... I was gonna say, I I want... I want to... I just need him. I wanna You you remember... Cause you remember how everybody was like, oh, everybody boos John Cena because it's the cool thing. No, it's because John Cena just never gained another dimension of personality in his entire time until U.S. title. Once U.S. until title the U.S. title, in, that's when he started. Yeah, once once it was like, what's his what's his new dimension? His new dimension is opportunity. He's he's become a mentor. So not only is it yeah. hustle, loyalty, respect, it's also like this title. I can use this title to elevate all of us. Mm-hmm. Like this is for all of us. Great, wonderful. I think- broke into his his promo skills. It's a great time. Mm-hmm. Roman has yet to ever do anything like that. It's like, what are Roman's character traits? Ooh, ah, and I'm the best. He's that's got it. The, uh,
0: that's what it is. Yeah. I just, dude, my, I remember seeing him come out, cause like, Heyman, Heyman didn't cut the best Heyman promo, but he cut a Heyman promo, so it was heads and tails above everything else that was on the show. And then I saw Roman come out, and he had a mic, and I just remember, because it's Emily's first raw, and I was like, "Roman, don't you dare fuck this up. I, I want you to be good. I want you to be I want you to be a good man, Roman. Don't fuck it up." And all he said was like, one sentence. He was just like, "I know, I don't know why I'm getting back from Saudi Arabia, but I'm coming back with the belt. Drops mic. Okay, Roman, that's, that's the best you can do. We're good.
1: I kind of hope Brock does hold the belt, and then Dean comes back, and Dean beats him for it. And Dean's just a made man. Yeah. They Make up for Dean having to put up with Brock's bullshit at last year's WrestleMania. Oh yeah,
0: was it two last years year? ago at WrestleMania? Yeah, two years. No, it was two years ago. hmm Oh man. And you know what was what else was two years ago? <laughs> this is going to be a rough segue. <laughs>
1: um, is that when you started BS?
0: Yes, roughly two years, probably like a year and a half actually, about about a year and a half ago, almost two years, we started the BS Network, lovely collection of podcasts like Fight Boys, a load of BS, Opposite Attractions, we're growing every single day, and if you want... How's Opposite
1: Attractions doing?
0: Opposite Attractions is really good, we're ending our second... Is it doing
1: better than us?
0: We're we're ending our second season, I don't know, Uh, Jim keeps track of Opposite Attractions, I don't. But of course, if you want to support the BS Network, you can over at patreon.com slash a load of BS. Join the army of BS patrons like the lovely Miss Jenny side, who's actually joining us in chat. The woman who knows nothing about pro wrestling, but still listens to this fucking show. But yeah, if you want to join, she probably,
1: she probably thinks you're cute. Oh, nah.
0: no, but yeah, if you want to join us, ladies and gentlemen, you can over at Patreon. Dot com slash a load of BS, which means Dylan, it's now time to cut things over to everyone's face. Oh, wait, hold on. Coming in hot, hot off the presses. Apparently, after Honeypot was revealed to be a demon last week, Captain Tibbs has gone on an adventure, a quest to find a mystical artifact to contain the demon within Honeypot's soul. And wait. No, he said just kidding. He's at the Bahamas. Fucking, okay. So, we don't have Captain Tibbs this week, unfortunately. But it does mean that we can turn things over to Silver Spoon. And, uh, Dylan, I heard, I heard old Silverback Monsoon wants to come, come back and do a little commentary. What do you think?
1: I mean, I'm, I really don't know if that's a good idea. He's kind of still pissed off that um, Tibbs allowed him to literally be ragdolled by the Dylan a couple weeks ago.
0: <laughs> All right, well, let's go on over into the JWF. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to JWF Monday Night War. I am your host, Silver Spoon. Unfortunately, at the, at the announced table alone today, don't have any... What, wait, what the f... Fu- who are you? What are you doing over I- here,
1: I, I, I am a qualified. I'm a qualified commentator. I have done this position before. I am completely okay to be doing this. Uh, there's an empty chair here. I have already swept all of the backstage area. I'm allowed to do this.
0: You don't even reach the table. You're barely touching the microphone. How can you? All right. Well, I you guess. Know, you know
1: what I can touch? I can. I can touch my knife, which can touch your kidneys
0: oh well all right all right silverback you calm down over there joining this week me is a silverback monsoon ladies and gentlemen and silverback i mean up next we got a match that you kind of have a first-hand experience with one of the competitors honeypot the once jwf interviewer who has now become this this horrific giant demon of a man i mean and all your experience with honeypot did you ever think something like this could come out
1: of it uh, yes, I was I was here the first time that uh, that Tibbs had to uh, seal the demon away. I, I told him that he shouldn't then pawn the relic to the local pawn store for moonshine money, but he didn't listen because he's retarded.
0: Well, that's right, but unfortunately, I think in, uh, since hun- er, Tibbs is off this week, he actually, I don't know if he was trying to distract Honeypot or what, wave a little bit of gold in his face, but... That's why we have this match right now, ladies and gentlemen, as Honeypot is going to take on our JWF Captain's Champion, Canada Charlie, for that titliest of titles, the JWF Captain's Championship. Now, I mean, Silverback, what do you think the chances of Canada Charlie coming out of this unscathed are?
1: Uh, about as good as Captain Tips coming out of a bar, Silver.
0: All right, well, we both know that is not good. And it looks like Honeypot's staring across the ring from Captain, from Canada Charlie. Canada Charlie looks terrified. and Oh, Canada dropping down, exiting the ring. And it looks like Honeypot giving Chase the massive beast of a man walking towards a terrified Canada Charlie. This is like watching a horror movie, Monsoon.
1: Yeah, I, I, I'm actually enjoying this quite a bit. I'm, I'm glad I brought this popcorn.
0: Alright, it looks like Charlie rushing into the ring. Honeypot jumping onto the apron. Oh, but it looks like Canada Charlie's got himself an idea. One of those ideas that made him the JWF captain's champion. Bouncing off the ropes and... Oh! Oh my god, looks like he was trying to spear Honeypot off of the apron down onto the ground, but instead it looks like Canada Charlie's just crumpled into a heap. It was like he ran headfirst into a damn brick wall.
1: He, He is a very spindly man. Alright,
0: it looks like Charlie's trying to roll out of the ring, but oh my god, Honeypot grabbing him by that that big Canadian mullet as Honeypot lifts him up and slams him into the ground. And now Honeypot showing his strength as he deadlifts the captain's champion off of the ground, landing a big, ooh, bridging suplex, a beautiful bridge from from uh, Honeypot. Looks like Shibata's going for the count. One, two, oh my god! It's the Dillon! The Dylan's come from out of nowhere, landing a big kick to the dick of Honeypot. And it looks like Honeypot has won this match, but by disqualification. Looks like Dylan's still trying to assault the dick of Honeypot, but the beast, that demon, he looks unfazed, sitting up, glaring at Dylan. It looks like the former JWF champion quickly rushing out of the ring as Honeypot gives chase. Oh, but Dylan. Grabbing Canada Charlie, sending him into Honeypot, who spears Honeypot Honey to the ground. Canada Charlie has taken down the beast with the help of the Dylan. It looks like the Lord of the Smarkside reaching under. What's he grabbing? Oh, my God. A big steel chair. Oh, raining shots down onto the former JWF interviewer, Honeypot. It looks like Honeypot just ranting and raving, but the Dylan, oh, landing chair shot after chair shot. Oh, and it looks like he's backing up. He's got that leg ready, and oh, a big punt to the dick of Honeypot as he drops that metal chair across the chest of Honeypot, and it looks like Dylan, Dylan's gotten himself some revenge. What do you think?
1: Uh, I... I think that uh, it is unfortunate that the um, ring facilities, such as chairs, are used as weapons. There is a deposit on those. I'm tired of that coming out of everybody's paycheck.
0: That's right, but, I mean, I think, think Dylan's proven one thing this week, and that's that the Demon the demon, can be weakened or can be beaten, possibly, in a match. I mean, I, that's something that surprised maybe, me.
1: Maybe he's... Maybe he's just really weak to mullets. I'll
0: tell you that quite possibly. If he's weak to mullets, this Alabama crowd probably would be his kryptonite. I'll tell you that right now.
1: But of course. They, they are a horrifying look looking group of people.
0: Well, speaking of horrifying people, I want to take you back to last week's JWF war where Scotty Moore brought out a man that we never thought we would see in the JWF. A man known as the big guy Ryback who debuted and just assaulted Blake Tanner, hitting all of his signature moves on the JWF champion, eventually landing Blake in a hospital this week for surgery on a torn tricep. Uh, Let me me tell you something. That's some vicious work that uh, Ryback did in only two seconds. What do you think?
1: I am very disappointed that we allowed Ryback to be here. Even though we are in Alabama, I thought we had standards.
0: All right, and it looks like well, looks like Scotty Moore is actually backstage with Ryback, and looks like he's got something to say. Okay, oh wait, wait, hold wait, on, wait. camera guy, camera guy. I I understand you're trying to come to see me, try to try to fill up the show, but you are reading the segment list, right? You're reading what this show's supposed to be, right? Here, segment one, Honey Pot versus Canada Charlie. For the JWF Captains Championship. We saw it. That happened. That was segment one. Here's segment two. It says it right here. It says Blake Tanner. Wait, 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 wait. wait, 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 Ryback. Ryback. Come here. Look at this. It says that segment two of this week's episode of JWF Monday Night War was supposed to be Blake Tanner coming out and talking about how he isn't afraid of Ryback. You know... I really find that funny, because if Blake Tanner wasn't supposed to be afraid of Ryback, he certainly should be now. Because after that shell shock last week, Blake Tanner's probably not feeling much of anything from the waist down but fear. You know why? Because as much as I hate to admit it, Ryback did, in two seconds, what I couldn't do in an entire 30 minute Ironman match. He put Blake Tanner in the hospital. And that's why the entire JWF should be afraid of this man standing behind me. They should be afraid of facing him in a ring. Hell, Captain Tibbs should be afraid because his entire damn roster would be about to dwindle to zero. But you guys don't have to be afraid of that. You don't have to be afraid of the Ryback. Because Ryback is not a JWF Superstar. Ryback's not gonna fight anybody, I don't tell him to. So to all the brunch boys, all of the rat sent I know you're scared, but don't worry, Ryback, Ryback only listens to me because his paychecks aren't signed by Captain Tibbs. That means that crazy son of a bitch has no control over that man. That means Captain Tibbs can't use Ryback to Fulfill his dark fantasies like he's using honeypot on the Dylan. He's not going to be able to use Ryback. The only person here that can control Ryback is me. You see, I brought the big guy in as my personal insurance policy to get me what I want. And that's the JWF title. And as long as that title is around Blake Tanner's waist that means he gets to expect beating after beating from the big guy Ryback because my boy here is hungry and every time he looks in that ring and sees Blake Tanner well he can only think one thing feed me more Well, Monsoon, let me tell you something. That is an absolutely terrifying proclamation from Scotty Moore. I mean, clearly, apparently, what you're talking about standards, the only person with low standard here is is Scotty Moore.
1: I mean, I I have seen his family. That is accurate.
0: All right. It looks like, I mean, talking about Ryback, Ryback coming in, do you think this could be the end of Blake Tanner's reign as JWF champion? Could this finally be? What pushes that title off of his waist?
1: I mean, maybe it is hard to say considering one half of that potential match is currently in the hospital.
0: That's right. But speaking of champions, Monsoon, I want to talk about our JWF Tag Team Champions, the Rat Sension, who of course at Wrestle... If we could kindly not. Well, of course, at Wrestlepalooza... They smell terrible. They do smell like rats. And of course, it resonates. no no
1: i i have I have cleaned this building, I've cleaned this building for years i I know what rats smell like. they smell like stale weed and uh and like sour vape juice. It is horrible if 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 they could just go back to, to Connecticut for forever that would that would be fantastic
0: that's right monsoon that means I'm sure you were not happy at Wrestlepalooza when brunch boy Baron Corbin turned on his tag team partner. Guy Fieri and actually helped the Rat Sension win the JWF Tag Team titles. I mean, it was an absolutely shocking display on the part of Brunch Boy, who he learned last week he wasn't trying to help the Rat Sension. He didn't care about the Rat Sension. He was trying to get revenge on Guy Fieri for a lack of trust, a lack of, I guess, sportsmanship between the two. Do you do you agree with Brunch Boy's accusations?
1: I mean, it's, it's hard to agree with anybody that thinks that brunch is an actual meal.
0: Mm-hmm, and then, but then, of course, Guy Fieri shocking the entire JWF universe when he revealed that he still had a tag team title shot, still had a rematch. But it wasn't going to be with Brunch Boy. It was going to be with the Lumberjack, that massive beast among men. And that match is going to be right now, ladies and gentlemen. And it looks like Guy Fietti's starting the match off against Connor, the two behemoths. But ooh! Guy Fieri quickly overpowering the king of the rat babies, sending him into a corner, raining fists down onto the fist. It looks like Guy's finally getting his revenge on the rat sentient for that, that horrible attack at Wrestlepalooza. Now it looks like he's grabbed Connor by the skull, hits a, ooh, big bulldog. And now it looks like he's bouncing off the ropes, trying to go for that running senton. But, ooh, Victor hits him with an insiguri bouncing off the ropes allowing Carter to take advantage and here a big suplex on Guy sending him into the corner of the rat sentient. It looks like they're about to try to cut off the ring as it will, will keep Guy Fieri away from the Lumberjack. Do you think that's a wise a wise move there?
1: I I, I would not know. I'm not actually a wrestler. I'm a Ah,
0: uh, well, I mean, uh, let me tell you something. When you cut off that ring, you cut him away from quite possibly one of the most powerful men in this match, and that is, of course, the Lumberjack. And it looks like I, I don't even
1: really think that gentleman
0: is Canadian. And it looks like Connor putting the boots to guy tagging in Victor as Victor bounces off the ropes, hits a ooh big splash for a two count. It looks like guy's trying to crawl towards the lumberjack, inching his way forward, but is quickly cut off by Victor pulling him back and ooh tossing him into the corner, climbing that t- turnbuckle, raining fist of his own onto Fietti. Oh, but it looks like Guy grabbing Victor from underneath, rushing forward. Ooh, big power bomb goes for the pin. One, two. Ooh, kicking out at two is Victor of the Rat Senshin. These two men look beaten, ladies and gentlemen, crawling to their respective corners. And oh, they both make the tag, and Lumberjack rushes in like a house of fire, taking down Connor, knocking Victor off the apron. Lumberjack rushing Connor into the corner pancaking him against the turnbuckles i mean uh, you're already a small man as it is monsoon how would you feel going up against that beast the lumberjack i would stab him in the kneecaps (laughs) not legal but it would be an effective move i believe it looks like things are looking bad for the rat cinching lumberjack scooping up connor and hits ooh that lumberjack slam oh but it looks like vietti calling for the tag Lumberjack tagging in his partner as climbing to the top turnbuckle. Looks like he's going for a big splash off the top. But wait, it's Baron Corbin. Baron Corbin is jumping on the apron, distracting Fietti It looks like it's given time for Connor to get back to his feet. Rushing Guy, causing Guy to ooh, crotch himself onto that metal turnbuckle. Now that cannot feel good, Monsoon. Uh, uh Yeah, no, no. Uh huh. It looks like Lumberjack trying to trace away the Brunch Boy, but unfortunately I think the damage is done as Connor takes the opportunity. Ooh, big roll up on Fietti goes for the pin. One, two, three. Well, unfortunately, Monsoon, it looks like you're going to have to be cleaning up after the rat cinching for a little bit longer as they have retained their titles. And ooh, it looks like they're going after the Lumberjack, taking him out. And the Brunch Boy. The brunch boy actually joining the rat and their assault on the lumberjack, and it looks like they are just taking. Great, him. great,
1: now it's the now it's the three smelliest people in the locker room.
0: Mm-hmm. And now it looks like they're moving their their violence onto Guy Fietti who looks like he's trying to put up a fight, going after the brunch boy. But ooh, the rat cintion quickly put a stop to that attack, tossing Fietti back into the corner, and it looks like oh my god. Looks like they're tossing him over to the brunch boy, who picks up guy in a power bomb grip. The strength of brunch boy holding Fietti to the sky as the rats inch it climb the turnbuckles as they hit. Oh, the brunch time device! Monsoon, let me tell you something. That's got to add insult to injury as brunch boy uses their old tag team finisher to take out his tag team partner Guy Fietti. I mean, that's got to that's got to feel bad if you're a guy.
1: No, I- I mean, maybe. I'm sure I'm sure the uh, most pain is coming from the smell of the opponents in the ring. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, but it looks like these three men are going to be standing tall and it looks like they're trying to make the JWF the brunch time show. Uh, I mean,
1: let me tell you brunch something. Brunch is bullshit. I refuse to work under these conditions.
0: Well, let me tell you something. I may have to leave myself if these men keep having their way, but I guess the only way to find out is to tune in next time to jwf monday night war so dylan my boy my friend my compadre what did you learn this week
1: i learned that uh that scott steiner is still entertaining in person and uh and and now whenever you and Blake go to his, his Shonies in Atlanta. Maybe you can see the TNA tag titles, the Impact tag titles.
0: Uh, except he just lost them. But otherwise. Yeah.
1: But he probably still took the physical belt to hang up in his Shonies. Yeah.
0: And this week, I learned. Well, I remembered more than learned. But I remembered that the great Kali, he's got that. Uh, that's what he's got so Dylan can be found on Twitter at T. and remember to find me on Twitter at Scotty Mo that's S-C-O-T-T-Y-E-M-O and make sure to check out my brand new Instagram for all of my designs I do all of the shirts for, all the J- for our website I do all the designs and logos for our podcast and so I finally made a graphic design Instagram and you can find it on IG at Snickety Limit Designs that's S-N-I-C-K-E-T-Y Limit Designs Make sure to check it out, ladies and Wait, gentlemen. Wait, you couldn't
1: just be- make it BS Network Designs? That was literally set up for you.
0: No, no, I'm going to do a BS Network, a separate Instagram for that. It's okay. This is the one I'm going to try oh, to get Jesus people Christ. to buy shit from me on. Uh, and then, of course, ladies and gentlemen, while you're online, make sure to go to Amazon, type in Scotty Moore in that old search bar, and buy some of my damn books. There's Queezle Corp, Corp Risen, BS vs. the Gods, and soon to be, Uh, Let's see, this is coming out Friday, so it'll be this Monday, Quizzle Corp Revelations, the third in the trilogy, the final book, I'm so fucking pumped, I'm working on editing right now, trying to get it out for you guys on time, next Monday, so make sure to check that out, ladies and gentlemen, and check out all of our older episodes online at a load of find old episodes of fight boys old episodes of a Load of bs old opposite attractions even some of the youtube stuff we used to do and we'll probably get back into doing whenever i am able to not have a job that sounds lazy anyways and as always ladies and gentlemen you can find us at a load of buy our merch at merch.alotofpurebs.com find us on facebook subscribe on youtube Follow us on Twitter at Fight Boy Show, Chuck Taylor, because when you're a fight boy, you're a fight boy for life.